We know there's a lot more to homelessness than just people needing shelter. Mental health, substance abuse, and the rising cost of rent all play a part. But what's the balance when public places are becoming less welcoming, safe, and clean for everyone? Today, we're looking at the role of enforcement in California cities, and especially here in San Diego. I'm Matt Hoffman, and this is KPBS Roundtable. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Thanks so much for joining us for KPBS Roundtable. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman, and joining us this week are KPBS reporter Alexander Wynn, San Diego Union-Tribune reporter Gary Worth is back this week, and the co-author of Politico's California Playbook newsletter, Laura Cordy, is here. Last week, we talked about the state of homelessness in San Diego, but there's new developments over the last few days, and more discussion is needed here. This week, former basketball star and longtime San Diegan Bill Walton got in front of a microphone and some cameras. He called out San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria's approach to homelessness, saying bluntly, it's not working. We'll get some reaction from our guest in just a minute, but first, let's hear some of what Walton had to say Tuesday. San Diego, this once great city, is in crisis. We have simultaneous homeless crisis, humanitarian crises, public health crises. These are all the result of a leadership crisis. Try asking Todd Gloria to provide us, the people who live here and need our park, street, sidewalks, and bike paths for our everyday life and just want to go to the park, to ride our bikes to the beach, to walk in our neighborhoods, to feel safe and secure in our own homes and lives. He's got no time, heart, or stomach for that. Again, that was former NBA star Bill Walton. He's become a bit of a booster for San Diego in recent years, but we haven't heard him like this. Gary Worth, you were with us last week and covered this for the Union Tribune. The comments are similar to emails or letters that Walton has written to Gloria, but how does this elevate the criticism here? Well, Matt, the exchange probably articulates a lot of frustration that many people feel about what they're seeing on the streets today. But it, it also demonstrates the uncertainty about what do you do about it. Um, so we hear that there's more outreach, that there's more shelters, there are more services, there are more crackdowns on illegal behavior, and there's more diversity of services. But does anything look any different? So that's what Walton was was getting at. I, I think he was, he was just saying what a lot of people also are, are saying and feeling as, as they look around and, you know, they, they hear the statements from the, from the city. Um, they watch the you know grand opening of another shelter and stories about uh, this and that, what's happening. And yet it just doesn't look like they're putting a dent on it. Uh, 
uh, you know, when, when pushed uh, at that press conference, when people ask uh, Mr. Walton, so what's your suggestion? What do you do? What are they not doing? And he just said, well, they should do their job. They should clear the sidewalks. Uh, and, you know, that's easier said than done. There's there's not a law against being homeless. There already are laws against against camping on sidewalks and on parks, but you tell them you can't be here, uh, they're just going to go someplace else. You arrest them and they're going to be released the next day. Um, there's not enough shelter beds uh, right now, and there's also not enough diverse type of shelter available for people who don't want to go into those shelters. So it's it's just not as as easy of a solution as um, you know some people are impatient might you know uh, want it to be. And I get these emails from readers too as I write a story, I uh, story after story, and and I get the same responses from from people that I hear from um, from Bill. And Alex, we know that you covered this story for KPBS. You know, people complaining about tents on the streets or erratic behavior, it isn't really new. But this time we're hearing it from a prominent name that transcends politics. We talk about this issue a lot, but do you think Walton's comments at all, you know, cut through that noise in any way or maybe reach more people? Well, just to piggyback on what Gary said, he is actually amplifying the noise that a lot of people are saying, and he is a prominent uh person so yeah it's going to cut through the noise a lot more but as Gary says there's not much that Gloria can do in terms of clearing people off the the sidewalks he can't you know criminalize homelessness and of course he can't just tell them to leave because there is a law against that there is a ruling called Boise versus Martin that says city can't ban you know homeless encampments unless they have a place for the homeless to go to and Laura, you know, seeing the story beyond San Diego, is there anything noteworthy to you or, you know, as somebody outside of San Diego, did you hear about this at all? Or? You know, I did hear about this. And unfortunately, I think that the situation that's going on in San Diego is happening in lots of cities across California. I mean, we're continually seeing local officials under pressure to just do something, as you guys talked about earlier. Um, there's, of course, concerns about the humanitarian aspect of this. But increasingly, you have business owners, people with kids, people who walk their kids to school saying, this is just not safe. There needs to be something done. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Something needs to happen. Um, and that's a complicated task to achieve when you do have those legal precedents like the Boise decision. Um, I will say that Governor Gavin Newsom is also under pressure to do this. I'm sure we've all seen encampments under state highways. That's actually his jurisdiction. So he has been more vocal about sending state workers into those areas and clearing out those encampments lately because he gets hit for that too. When he's talking on the national stage, people will point to the homelessness in San Diego or the homelessness in San Francisco as, you know, miss the state mishandling its, its residents. So tons of pressure all across the state, uh, but also, you know, mirroring what's happening in San Diego. And Gary, we know that Walton, he wasn't alone when he made those comments earlier this week. The Lucky Duck Foundation, they were also there too. And they're one of the many private groups that do the work of helping to fund shelters and providing short-term solutions. Does Lucky Duck's presence essentially, you know, maybe lend some credibility to the idea that a firmer response is needed? And then are you hearing any concerns that this could hurt Lucky Duck's work or relationships with the city or even other entities like the county they work with a lot? We did hear from the mayor's 
governor's office that they called Walton's comments during that news conference a tantrum of outright lies. Yeah, aggrandizing hyperbole and outright lies, uh, I believe they said. And then they went on to say how much uh, uh, Mayor Gloria has done uh, while Walton has only complained. Uh, will it hurt the relationship with the city? Probably not. Uh, you know, uh, Drew Moser, the executive director of uh, Lucky Duck, he's uh, he was there and he said they'd still want to work in partnership with um, with the city. They've always been kind of a thorn in the side uh, to the city. Uh, I remember several years ago now, you know, Dan Shea, who was uh, with Drew Moser, they were holding these press conferences also at University of San Diego to demand the city do something. Um, you know, like you, you know, they wanted them to open up a uh, a bridge shelter, a big tinted bridge shelter, and uh, they they did pay for the first one, and the city has gone ahead and opened up uh, a few more. So, yeah, they they they've been you know uh, aggressive with the city before, but um, you know there's there's no sign that uh, they're just burning their bridge with them and they don't want to work with them again. I I think that was clear from some of the things that Drew Mosher said. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. You're listening to KPBS Roundtable. I'm Matt Hoffman, and our guests are Alexander Wynn from KPBS News, Laura Cordy from Politico, and Gary Worth from the Union Tribune is here. Gary, we'll get back to the Bill Walton versus Todd Gloria argument, but let's check in on the county. This week, the Board of Supervisors voted to label homelessness a public health crisis. But Gary, is there any action attached to this, or what could we expect to maybe change or, or not change from the county? You know, it's hard to say. Uh, it certainly doesn't hurt, uh, though, but I can't point to any one thing uh, or anything that anyone has said where, you know, they they referred to this uh, new declaration and they said, well, now we can finally do this. Uh, it, it doesn't create anything really specific, uh, though. They're saying it elevates a discussion about homelessness, uh, which you know, I, I think has already been pretty elevated. Uh, but what it really is said to be doing is uh, to just create uh, the lens of um, of a regional approach, uh, though, that, uh, you know, this public health crisis is countywide. And in and, um, the stories I've done to uh, report on this, it lists the, the many, um, you know, health issues that uh, homeless people do experience, uh, and they are plentiful. Um, homelessness is a very unhealthy thing to experience, and uh, takes years off somebody's life. Um, so many homeless people uh, that I meet, I uh, when I ask their age, I can't believe uh, that they're as young as they say they are, because uh, you know they look uh, at least twenty years older uh, sometimes. Uh, so, you know, that's that's I think 
the real impact of uh, this declaration. It's kind of like we're all in this together. Uh, the county has your back. Uh, we recognize that this is a regional problem and let's work together. Supervisor Dora Vargas said this action would bring more attention to the issue. But as Gary just alluded to, is this really something that's lacking attention? Laura, you recently wrote about some of the pressures that Democrats are facing when it comes to affordability and the homelessness crisis in cities. Is this something that's lacking attention, you think, at this point, that elected leaders you know, should be doing things like this or need to be doing uh, things like this? Yeah, I mean, I think that nobody is surprised that this is a big issue. I mean, there's no, maybe some people would argue there's no need to bring attention to one of the state's biggest problems, one of San Diego's biggest problems. But, you know, I think that declaring it a public health emergency does add some urgency to it that the public is looking for. And, you know, people have mentioned to me in the past, you know, business owners, people who are more on the side of clearing encampments, They'll say like, you know, when there's a hurricane, when there's a natural disaster, you declare a crisis and you deal with it. And they feel like the same kind of urgency needs to be deployed around the homelessness issue because it is so pervasive, because it is so widespread. There needs to be more urgent action to be taken. Um, and so maybe it doesn't change a whole lot of things. Maybe it frees up the city's ability to add services or to, um, you know, deploy certain resources. But I think it's probably more in the vein of trying to show the public that like, yes, we acknowledge this is a serious problem and we're ready to urgently act on it. Whether they do, you'll have to see. And Alex, you talked about homelessness being a regional issue. We know that earlier this week, you also covered the situation or the saga that's going on in El Cajon. Mayor Bill Wells and the state attorney general got into it over using public money to house people in motels. What's at the heart of this disagreement that I guess still is going on? Well, at the heart of this disagreement is that uh, Bill Wells is saying that the county is dumping homeless people in the East County. Um, you know, of the 18 hotels and motels that are participating in this county program, eight of them are in El Cajon. And the mayor says, at some hotels, 100% of the occupancy are from the people using vouchers. So he says, yeah, the county is pushing all these homeless people to his city. And of course, Nathan Fletcher, the uh, chair of the Board of Supervis uh, Supervisors, pushed back in saying that, 86 to 90%, 95% of the people who are using these vouchers in El Cajon are from the East County, so they're staying there. So that's a little bit pushed back and forth between, you know, where the homeless people are coming from and where they're staying. And what's the situation now? We know that fines were threatened. The city of El Cajon said no. And then we had this letter from the attorney general. What's going on now? Well, the attorney general says we can't find these motels for accepting these vouchers. That's discrimination against uh, homeless individuals. And the city rescinded those warnings. And the mayor, Bill Wells, is still on this track is saying, you know, we need to do something because the county is uh, is uh, pushing homeless people to our city. So it's still at the little stalemate, as you will. And I do know that the city of El Cajon had a meeting about this and there's some uh, public opinions about it. But as far as I know right now, the uh, motels and hotels can still continue to accept, accept those vouchers. But they've actually, the owners have actually told the mayor that they will work to reduce the number of people uh, that they accept those vouchers in their hotels.
And we know if that does happen, that will mean that more people will be living on the streets instead of hotel rooms. And Laura, you know, when we talk about this, no one wants to be viewed as mean or uncaring to those who are vulnerable, who are homeless. At the same time, local leaders have the wider population to serve. You wrote about Sacramento's mayor, who's a Democrat, saying that enforcement has its place. How's that an example of this challenge and, you know, kind of finding a balance here? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Um, Sacramento's mayor, Daryl Steinberg, has been talking about homelessness for a long time. He's been doing this for over 20 years. And he'll say that there are two tests to the homelessness crisis. Um, the first that he'll talk about is whether you're actually getting folks off the street, whether you're actually helping them. And he'll argue that, yes, there are programs and there are you know state and local services that have successfully helped people lead very normal, healthy lives and get them off the street. But the second test, which is what we're all dealing with right now, is how the wider public feels. And that's a test that many public officials are failing because there's this feeling that not enough is being done. And so, uh, you know, Steinberg and others will say enforcement has its place in that, you know, sometimes there's just needs to be people moving off sidewalks. You just can't have this near schools. You can't have this unsafe living environment in some places. I think Steinberg and other Democrats would argue that you can do enforcement humanely. In Sacramento, they approved uh, this year an ordinance to ban camping on city sidewalks, but Steinberg ended up adding a resolution to that ordinance that prevents cops from immediately incarcerating people or finding homeless people. So they're really trying to find a way, at least in Sacramento, to have the enforcement without being overly punitive. You know, they want to be humane, but um, there's there's that second test. There's that pressure from neighborhood communities and, uh, you know, businesses saying, this is not a way to live. We don't want this here. Gary Worth from the San Diego Union Tribune is back with us again this week. And Gary, we know that you've covered this issue for a long time in San Diego and maybe one of the best at covering it. It's no different here than any place else. Politicians say they have plans to fix or solve homelessness or end chronic homelessness. But in speaking to all the stakeholders that you come across, is this a problem that can be solved or maybe something more that we have to hope to manage and maybe minimize? I don't want to be overly optimistic, uh, but the optimistic side of me looks at this as one person at a time uh, solution, Uh, though, that if we can find why one person is homeless, find out what they need, uh, there is hope for that person. Uh, Though I've I've, um, met too many formerly homeless people uh, who were in very bad shape to not be optimistic. So on the downside of it, the not so optimistic part is that if we solve all of those addiction problems, all those mental health problems, you still have a large population of people who can't afford to live here, uh, though. So we have a housing problem, uh, too. So we do have to address that. So it's it's not just about uh, just the immediate problem that we see on the street. And can't we just do something to sweep them away and... Uh, get them in sh- some kind of shelter or get them some kind of help. Um, it's more it's more long term than that. And we're uh, really behind times in trying to create enough housing uh, that we're all dealing with uh, housing costs in San Diego County uh, is is tough for everybody. Uh, so you can imagine for somebody who hasn't had a job in a few years and have, has had a lot of issues and now they've got to start their life over again and try to find a landlord who will take them in with whatever money they're making. Uh, so there's a, it's it's a steep grade to to climb. Overall, you know, for the stakeholders, um, of course, they're going to say that 
um, this is a problem that can be solved or managed or improved uh, because that's their job. That's what they're trying to do. They're, they're not going to say, oh, you know, everything that we're doing is for naught. Uh, we'll never solve this. Uh, but from observing this over many years now, I'm both, uh, you know, somewhat encouraged. Um, I think we're moving in the right direction. But, you know, I get what Bill Walton says, too. You look around, it's like, wow. It's like, for uh, you know, look how bad it looks. Uh, I mean, the only thing I could say in response to that is, well, imagine how much worse it would look if they really weren't doing anything. So maybe, you know, in its own way, what we're saying is a form of progress. And going back to some of Bill Walton's comments earlier this week, you know, San Diego voters just recently handed over the mayor's office and a city council majority to Democrats. But it costs more than ever to live in California, and this is happening on their watch. Uh, Laura, how potent are quality of life issues like public safety, clean neighborhoods, you know, as people maybe see the homeless situation worsening? Yeah, I mean, I think it's incredibly potent. Um, I've had pollsters reach out to me and say, you know, this is the top issue in local races for the past five years, and nobody's been talking about it. The statewide polling also shows this. I think homelessness tends to be in the top three consistently. One of the biggest issues voters are concerned about. It's what politicians are being asked about in every race. Um, I've been following the Los Angeles mayor's race really closely. And there you have a traditionally liberal Democrat, you know, Karen Bass, talking about the need to be more forceful on these issues. I mean, it's just impossible for politicians to ignore this at this point. Whether this is something that voters are going to use to kick them out of office, um, we'll have to see, because I think that Democratic rule um, has been pretty strong in a lot of places in California. It's been hard to break. I think Republicans are really trying to, and they're using the homelessness issue to do that. But, um, you know, the party that's in charge is always blamed for the problems. And the homelessness is just continues to be one of the biggest problems. So if Democrats aren't showing they're moving some kind of action on that at any level, you know, they could be in trouble. And on this last question, we want to get everyone's take here as we wrap up. At the start, we heard from San Diegan and NBA Hall of Famer Bill Walton. He was publicly criticizing the city's response to homelessness. But is he in a minority with his opinion? I mean, what are all you hearing from reader comments or people that are getting back to you in your work as reporters? Uh, And Alex, uh, we can start with you on this one. Well, um, you know, as soon as I reported on that story about Bill Wong, uh, there was this one guy that emailed me and says, I was a homeless youth. And, you know, to say that Mayor Gloria hasn't done anything is wrong. I mean, you know, it showed that he has done something. But he does actually uh, criticize the mayor's handling of this issue. He says it was a bit too... uh, hard-handed on some things such as clearing the encampments and the mayor's been criticized for impounding the people's um, belongings and throwing them, throwing them away. So there's that issue. But let's get back to the root cause of homelessness. And Gary has talked about this. It's the number one cause is housing, affordable housing. And of course, we don't have it here in San Diego. And that's forced a lot of people into homelessness. And I think lost in this conversation is that a lot of those homeless people do have jobs. They have full-time jobs. They just can't afford to rent an apartment or rent a room somewhere here in San Diego. So they live in their cars. They live in their RVs. And a lot of the people that are currently living here in San Diego, they're just one disaster away from being homeless themselves. Because think about it. We don't have a lot of uh, safety nets. So 
you know, you can have a medical emergency and pretty soon you can't make your bills, you can't pay your bills, you can't pay your uh, your rent, and you end up on the street. And it's not to say that you did something wrong. It's just that you don't have the safety net that you needed to weather the uh, medical emergencies or whatever the life crisis that you have. And Laura, uh, what are you hearing from readers? Yeah, you know, this is, there are a lot of varied opinions on this. Business owners, as I've said before, are really passionate about, um, you know, pushing public officials to do something. There are very vocal homelessness advocates, too, who say that they're worried that this push is simply going to further penalize people who are already down on their luck. Um, They're really concerned about making sure that they're not incarcerated or fined for this and that they are provided services. Um, A lot of homelessness advocates say the the cities and the counties simply need to be providing more beds. Um, they need to be providing more services, uh, more outreach instead of just um, sweeping them from corner to corner. So that's, you know, that's the advocate side. I will say it's interesting. I want to get like a, I talked with a homeless man recently who had been moved from out under uh, an overpass by the highway patrol. And he said, it's not humane to move them out. He said, uh, you know, their living conditions are humane. What's inhumane is people's attitudes towards homeless people. So that's, you know, bear that in mind. There's, you know, real people uh, concerned about this, but uh, it's a lot of passion on both sides. It's, you know, not an easy thing to do. I will say on the housing front, um, Governor Newsom yesterday signed a bunch of housing bills to try and make it easier and cheaper to build homes. So to your point about the the systemic problems and getting to the root, the state's aware of that. They're trying. Uh, it could be a few years before the benefits of that pan out, though. And Gary, what about you? We know you've covered homelessness here for, for many years. Uh, has public opinion and the co- comments you get back, has it changed at all? Or, or what do you see? It might have changed for people being more frustrated. Um, but I've been a reporter for a few decades now. And, and I've always known that when people in the old days would pick up a pen to write a letter to the editor, it wasn't about how happy they were about how great things were going there. You know, it's you do that when you're upset about something. So the feedback that I get often is from people who are upset. And uh, I generally do. In fact, I hear from the same people a lot. And um, they can be uninformed about just what can be done about it. They're impatient. Um, but uh, judging from the you know comments that I had on the Bill Walton article, uh, and there were a lot of comments, uh, it seemed that people were pretty evenly divided. There was uh, there were a lot of people that were in agreement with uh, Bill Walton. Uh, you know, they were as frustrated as he was. And a lot of people calling him out for saying, you're not offering any solutions. You're just complaining, uh, though. And this is a complex problem. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, Mayor Gloria is doing a lot. He is working on it. Um, so there were a lot of people who actually took offense to what Walton said. You know, nobody thinks that this is a good situation now, and uh, people are kind of at their their wit's end about uh, just putting up with it for this long. Um, you know, uh, anyway, that's that's some of the comments that I've been hearing. And we're going to have to leave it there for this week's discussion. I want to thank our guests this week, Laura Cordy from Politico, Gary Worth from the San Diego Union-Tribune, and Alexander Wynn from KPBS News. You can find KPBS Roundtable as a podcast on all major platforms and even at kpbs.org. Our Roundtable producer is Ben Lacey, and our technical director is Rebecca Chacon. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman. Thanks so much for being here. We'll be back with you all next week. 
KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.